so now we say hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome hi, to the everyone. Roadcast hi, number everybody. 10. Number 11. This is 11. Number 11. Holy moly. I know. We, we've popped the 10 cherry. Yeah, we did that last time. And we didn't even remark upon it. No. So let, let's do it now. Wow. Wow. We 11 made 10 podcasts. We, we, we did 10 podcasts. <laughs> 10 podcasts. I'm shocked and amazed. We're in the middle of 11. Wow. Uh, well, we're at the beginning. Okay, it's over. Thanks for coming, everybody. In honor of our 10th podcast, Plus One, let's look back on some of Eric's more profound moments. Earlier this week, I, I had two cups of coffee, and the night before, I, I had very little to eat. And yeah, I mean, alcohol, as much as they like to, you know, try and put a definitive number on things, it really does affect everyone differently. I, I can relate to that. We, we've, we've, all, we've all seen uh, a corn shit, right? Wow. I started taking medication from the doctor. They turn on uh, rim jobs to turbo level. Yeah, I felt really weird. Generous portions. Whatever that means. What are you talking about? Uh, alternative lifestyle folks uh, aren't allowed to adopt. The, the Grand Canyon. Well, that goes without saying. When in Rome. Meanings that are that... Oh, really? Schadenfreude. I, if I was really fat, I, I think that we shall. Should. Shod? Sure. Rim jobs. Uh, um, but anyway, um, the, the Grand Canyon, uh, well, um, uh, someone was talking about a rim shot. Um, well, um, exactly. But that reminded me of something I heard on the radio the other day, which I, I found pretty funny. The, the Grand Canyon. You're such a loser. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about this week? I don't know. It we talked about Bands on Grand. Yeah. Bands, Bands on, on Grand was kick-ass. It was like a concert in Venice. Yeah, after 142, 143 some odd days without rain, it made up for it in uh, a little over an inch in 24 hours, which in Phoenix is a veritable deluge. Yeah, it seemed like it was just kind of raining for about 24 hours straight. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Rarely did it pour, but it was steady. And it Rarely was, did it, it was stop. A very, it was a very Northwestern thing. Indeed. Yeah. I, I think what's going to be difficult is uh, to bring the rain back again next year for Bands on Grand number 2. We just have to make sure everybody goes out and washes their cars that, that morning or the day I, before. I was actually happy because I hadn't washed my car in months and I was going to do it and then I thought no, no I'll wait till after this weekend and ta-da, the next day my car is clean. My bug was covered with dust until the rain came and now it's yeah. shiny and new. Exactly. Okay, as new as a 1972 VW Beetle can be. See, I'm from the Northwest. We don't wash our cars. Like, sometimes we'll go out and, like, squirt some joy on it and then just wait. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not really good for the car. I, I don't understand why people have such a thing about having clean, shiny cars. Like... It's a fucking car. They don't get oil changes, but they wash their damn car every week. That's nearly as stupid as always getting an oil change, but never washing your car. But why wash your car? It doesn't need to look good. That's not what it's for. Yeah, well, right. We all had fun at Buns, Bands on Grand, right? Buns on Grand. Buns on Grand. Oh, Bands yeah. on Grand. Yeah. Buns um, on Grand. <laughs> mini bosses were fun. Actually, Dead Hot Workshop was pretty good. Yes, they, they, were. they were. They were, they were quite were enjoyable. At the end of the evening, they, they played songs I recognized. And those Haiku Road folks. Damn. Uh, actually, we kind of tore the place up. It was it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty fun. We, we had were, people dancing. People dancing, yeah. For the first time ever at a Haiku Road show, people actually dancing. I think it was a free t-shirts. If you missed yeah, it, we were throwing, we the free, we were throwing free t-shirts out into the audience. That, that always as gets well the ladies as, uh, crazy. I was trying to David Letterman-esque uh, throw... <laughs> The uh, handbills that we had printed up, especially for that event. It was more dangerous than clever. <laughs> well, it was funny. Yeah, At least fun. I thought it was kind of funny. 
I, I got some feedback from the, some some heckling type feedback from the audience that that said that nothing that I was there. doing was funny. <laughs> so yeah. which which might be true, but but still. But it was it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, I, I don't know that it was necessarily technically our best show ever, but uh, the uh, audience reaction spurred us on. I think absolutely. And actually, we'll be playing there again March twenty fourth. March twenty fourth for With a gig we'd completely forgotten about. Or Art Detour, which is the annual version of First Fridays. All the galleries put on their annual best, and uh, I thought that that was out more often around. than annual though. Our detours nope, only our detours once a year. Once a year. I, yeah. I think it may be at least semi-annual, but I did see a poster that said this was number 18, and I think they've only been doing it for a few years. I really thought it was more frequent than that. Nonetheless, it's it's a big bash. It's going to be really fun. We're going to be at Soul Invictus, and we completely forgot about it till uh, Scott, the proprietor of Soul Invictus, mentioned it to us when we were there on, uh, what, what day was that, Saturday? Sure. So, shame on us. Yeah. St. Patrick's, but, um, and then St. Patrick's so, Day is this Friday. Yes, St. Patrick's Day this Friday. Ray said, this Friday. What day are we doing then? The twenty fourth. That's the twenty fourth, which is the day before Next Feast Friday. of Fools. So you can come and see us on the twenty fourth and decide if you like us. And if you do, come to the Feast of Fools. But if you do go to Feast of Fools, you got to make sure you have a costume, a, a, either a period costume or uh, formal wear with or a mask. Formal wear with a mask. Or if you're hot, just come naked. Yeah, so we we have some uh, potential music excitement also that may come out of Bands on Ground, about which oh, more no. later if it pans out. Say, don't, don't blow your load now. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I could, but I'd probably make you all really uncomfortable. That'd be even more uncomfortable, actually. I'm always kind of uncomfortable around you guys. It was kind of classy this morning. Um, Good Morning America, they had... Apparently, the CDC is telling people, go out and buy bird flu masks, N95 masks, special ones that'll block the virus, and uh, stock up on canned food and bottled water. And Wait, wait, where are you supposed to wear these masks? You're, well, you're Anytime supposed to have them. The house, you're supposed or? to have them in case an outbreak occurs and it starts traveling human to human, and then you'll have them, and you'll wear them. Yeah, everywhere, like they did during SARS in, in China and Hong Kong and whatnot. The CDC is saying, do this now. Buy this stuff and stockpile because they're saying it's a fifty-fifty chance that it's going to start. Wait a second. Traveling who's from who's human manufacturing to human. Halliburton? No, actually, <laughs> surprisingly. I thought I thought it had to be a Halliburton tie-in. You can get a box of thirty for twenty bucks on Amazon.com right now. I'm 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 planning a quarter in the market, so we'll see what happens. So, somehow I just have this vision of of Richard with a warehouse full of these plague masks, uh, along with his live from Iraq CDs, and uh, <laughs> he'll just be standing there forlornly, going, "Why isn't anyone buying these?" I'll be able to breathe cleanly forever, though. Your conscience will breathe cleanly, won't it? But no, it's funny. For some reason, this morning I had a twitchy day. So I woke up and I actually ate breakfast, real food, right? And uh, had a cup of coffee, went to work, had another couple of cups of coffee. For some reason, I was all twitchy and jerky and shaky. It was no more coffee than I usually have. I got enough sleep. I didn't get toasted last night or anything. But I'm all twitchy and whatnot, and, like, my hands are shaking. And I walk up to my director, who's or vice president, whatever he is, talking about, uh, we, we've been focusing on this disaster recovery plan, business continuity, et cetera, et cetera. And so I walk up with my hands shaking, and I'm, I'm sure my voice is a little bit shaky, like, totally looked like a tweaker, freaked out of my gourd. I say, do, do, do we have a bird flu contingency plan? Because I found some masks on Amazon. On and I bought a box of them, and they're coming. And so my team will have masks, but I want to make sure that like we have some secondary plans because the CDC said we need to buy uh, bottled water and canned food and get ready for an outbreak. Because there's a fifty-fifty chance. What do you think? And he kind of looked me up and down. And he was like, "Yeah, well, don't don't worry, we've got." And I'm like, "No, no, not that much of a freak. I've just had too much coffee." So yeah. Woo! What a story! It was quite the uh, it was quite the morning. 
So the good news is we have beer. Yes, we have beer. For all those who uh, let us know that they don't care to hear about beer, just fast forward. Beer cast. Beer cast. Oktoberfest. Urmertsen. Urmertsen. From Spaten, Munich. Isn't it Spaten? Sure. Yes, it would be Spaten. So it's an Oktoberfest Mertzen. So it smells... Urmertsen? Ur- uh, Whatever tree. that is. Mm. For some alien that came down to Earth and never heard of beer before, this is the beer to start them off with. Very easy drinking. Yeah, it's nothing remarkable, but it's almost like your it's archetype the of, the, of a, a standard just German ale. It's just beer. It smells nice. It has a decent head. I'd give it two sheep. Two sheep? I give it two and a half sheep. It's good. It's drinkable. You could drink it all night. I just don't think there's that much remarkable about it. it it's not that remarkable, but it's... Yeah, it, it, it doesn't stick around very long. It's good in it's, its simplicity. Not, it's not a hammer you over the head kind of thing. So in my hand, uh, moving swiftly on, we have Kona Brewing Company's Fire Rock Pale Ale. It says in the bottle, since 1994, Kona Brewing has been committed to making handcrafted brews of uncompromised quality. We invite you to visit our brewery and pubs whenever you are in Hawaii. Mahalo. Sit back and relax with the bold, hot flavor and bright copper glow of Fire Rock Pale Ale. Go slow and enjoy the flow of this Hawaiian-style I have had Kona Brewing Company beers, but none when I lived in Hawaii. It's all, all since I moved back. Not much scent. Slightly cloudy golden brown. It tastes like an amber. It doesn't taste like a pale. This is another that has a good head. It seems to be sticking around a little better than the German one did. It's more of a round, warm, hoppy flavor. Than you expect in a pale ale. Like I said, it, t- t- it tastes like an amber. Maybe because my palate hasn't been adequately cleaned, but... There's some nice, there's some nice flowery hops at the top, anyway. seems to smell a lot like the last one. <laughs> yeah, it does, actually. Only more pungent. Again, it, it has a kind of flowery... Hops are flowers, so it, it has a hoppy flavor, but they're, yeah, they're sort of a distinctive, almost flowery kind of hops. But mm-hmm. I, I, I do kind of like them. But. Much hoppier than the Spaten. It tastes like an amber, doesn't it? It's the kind of that. flavor you associate with an amber, as opposed to a pale. Between an amber or a pale, if you tasted it blindfolded. Well, yeah, it's, you'd say you'd say if you had two choices and you tasted this blindfolded, you would definitely say amber. But I there wouldn't say go. this is this goes along the lines. Yeah, this of, is uh, not quite an IPA, but it does have very very sort of tangy hops. I'm gonna give it two sheep just because I felt uh, tricked by the label calling it a pale ale and having it taste like an amber. It was good for an amber, but being labeled as a pale, I'm not is, going it for is it. It's just so far not an amber. I mean a red, I guess, but I give it another two and a half. Two and a half. I'd say two. There's there's nothing remarkable about it. It's yeah, it's not bad, but it's not it's 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 very pleasant, but it's not terribly remarkable. Oh, and your Hawaiian word for today is Moana, which means Eric. Moana, hop in a sack with me. Chris. Uh, bite me. Ocean, you're both right. Good job. So I have in my hand the 2006 IPA from Sierra Nevada. That's an India pale ale. This lively ale represents a classic brewing style dating from the days of British colonial trade. Unfortunately, I'm told it is a seasonal, so it won't be around for much longer. I was excited that Sierra Nevada was making an IPA because I'm a big fan of IPAs, but... He likes beers that have so much in the way of hops in them that they just hammer you over the head and scream. No, I actually prefer it when they curl my tongue. Yeah, I can't get into that. Yeah, and because I'm I'm manic I'm manic about head, I always pour it straight down the glass. And man uh, likes his head. Th- this one has uh, an even more foamy head than the others. Uh, there's as much head as there is beer in mine. The mark of a good beer is a beer that keeps its head even while you drink it. Absolutely. So it's got a nice uh, light dry scent, a light body, a dry finish, nice bitter aftertaste. 
cleans off the tongue yeah, right away. Not, not as aromatic as um, the Kona, actually. Mm-hmm. The, I, I, I would assume that the hops are all for flavor and not for aroma. Because I'm not smelling a whole lot of anything there. This is a beer that I like. And, and you know, I have to say that uh, IPA Ooh. is my favorite style of beer. So Actually, uh, that's very yummy. Mm-hmm. The hops are so strong, they leave a very almost metallic flavor on your tongue when, when after you swallow. Or the aftertaste. Mm. I'm going to give it three and a half sheep. Not quite at the four sheep level. My pants are still dry, but I'm going to give it three and a half sheep. I'm I'm one and a half to one. Wow. I'm giving it two because uh, I, I do I do as I said like a nice IPA. There's not a whole lot. Of, it, it's it's very pleasant. It's easy to drink. I I mm-hmm. actually I do like it. So I, I reserve one sheep or no sheep for beers I just don't like. Right. I'm, I'm giving this two sheep because there's just not enough complexity there to keep my interest, but it is very pleasant and easy to drink. I see. I see. I, I think it's too dry, and I, I couldn't see you know drinking this throughout an evening. I'd have to have a meal with this in order to make it work. I just wanted to mention uh, one of one of my favorite podcasts. I was thinking about this the other day because they they review a lot of beer. Uh, in fact, a couple of weeks ago they reviewed a beer that you gave me. The Hobgoblin. Oh, Hobgoblin. Which I still haven't had, and I'm going to bring for a beer cast because I really want to try it. There you go. But they reviewed it because it's apparently a reasonably local brewery that makes a lot of different beers, and apparently the TV commercial for Hobgoblin is really funny. Now, Chris, you remember why I bought that beer. It's not one I've tried. I just like the label. Oh, you haven't tried it at all. <laughs> good reason as any. There you well, go. It, just, it looked so funny. Well, the guys Jessica in, found it. She pointed it out. She's like, "Oh, this looks great." And I'm like, "Yeah, we got to buy it because it's called Hobgoblin." Well, well, the, the the guys in this podcast really love it. And the reason why this sparked this is that one of the guys that does this podcast is named James Naughton, who uh, he's English, and two and he and two American guys do Podshock, which is one of the uh, one of the bigger Doctor Who podcasts out there. A Doctor Who dedicated podcast? Yeah. That's lamer than the local there band are, there dedicated are several, podcast. There are several, but there is, is actually one of the most popular on the internet. But he and his but he, but he and his friend also do a podcast called Rough, Ready and Raw, which is all about beer Gay porn. Beer and indie music. Ah. Most mostly local bands. Oh, mostly well, local bands, but uh, he's put out a call for anybody who's in a band to send him music. So I think once we're done with the album, we're gonna I'm gonna send him <laughs> some music yeah. and see what they think. If you're interested, as I said, it's one of my favorite podcasts. They're really fun. Uh, it's called Rough, Ready, and Raw. I think it's rrr dot lipsyn l i p s y n dot com. Yeah, just but be if careful you to, before it, you Google rough, ready, and raw and put the word lips in there because you'll get something totally yeah. different. But if you uh, but if you do a podcast search for James Naughton, N-A-U-G-H-T-O-N, you should find it. Uh, he's, re- he's actually pretty cool. If you've been fast-forwarding, you can continue to listen now. So what else do we want to talk about? Well, you know, actually I was thinking that, uh, uh, you know, in, in the retrospective... Uh, uh, Mood. We could uh, call in a special guest to try and uh, liven things up, if, if as it as it were. Did you book someone? I I did actually. Oh my gosh. Are you? Do you want to? Do you want to meet our special guest? I really don't uh, care, but are, 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 are you ready for it? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Okay. So you have to bear with me here. I'm going to light this candle here. Okay. 
Start some incense. Okay, hold, hold my hand. No, my hand. Okay. Okay. If you'll chant with me. Om. Paul Rubens. Come to us from beyond the veil of death. Come to us. Arise, Paul Rubens. Arise! Paul? Hello. Paul, hi. How you doing? Good to meet you. Hi, I'm Richard, Richard Moore. Uh, this is uh, Chris Devine, and this is uh, Eric Hi, hi, hi. Good to meet you. It's, we, it's great to meet the three of you. Yeah, we what's are, the, we are like being dead. Uh, well, actually, I'm I'm not dead. Um, okay, so well, what, what I'm curious about is you're sitting there, and uh, folks, let me describe him for you. He's about one and a half inches tall and sputtering in a candle flame. Whenever he speaks, the candle flame uh, flickers, uh, either higher or lower. I think depending on his mood. So, 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 how does that feel? Well, actually, I'm I'm about five foot. Eleven, and I'm sitting right in front of you. I'm, is, I'm, are, are we going to have to get CGI for the flickering candle? I think so. Okay. Is it getting hot in here? And it's, should we take off all our clothes? Well, I certainly wouldn't recommend taking off your clothes. If it gets hot in here, we could always open a door. I think, or you, I, I believe you have air conditioning here, right? So, so that but must. Do you, do you notice the 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 temperature when you're dead? But, well, I, I can't speak for dead people. But being that I'm alive, I, I always notice the temperature. So, so what's your favorite uh, of all of your television and film appearances? Right. When, when, you, when you look back on your work, what's the, what's, what's, what's the piece that you're, you're most proud of, you know, looking back on your I, life? I'm very proud of the, the, the times when I worked with the Groundlings. But I, I'd say the, the thing, the, the crowning achievement was probably the first movie, collaborating with Tim Burton. You know, at the time, uh, Tim hadn't had a, a major uh, movie under his belt, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we we worked together uh, to what make... was I'm sorry to interrupt you. Was he that, was big was that... Yeah, no, absolutely. But was that before Scissorhands? Yes, that was that was before Edward Scissorhands. That uh, was his first major. I went, I went back and I re I rewatched that movie probably about five years ago and was delightfully surprised with it. It was a hilarious movie. One of my favorite parts has I to be. I enjoy that movie a great deal. My favorite parts, Paul, has to be when you're pulling the bike chain out of the back of your bike to lock it up. And the gag is that the bike chain keeps on going, but the real gag is that you see. can see the bottom of the container and you can see the chain coming up through the bottom of the container well, as he's feeding it. It's what's hilarious. What's funny about that is that. Um, depending on the cut of the movie you've seen and if you've seen it widescreen or not, in some instances, you can't see the bottom of it. But on television, whereas most people see it, where it's been formatted to fit your screen, as it tells you at the beginning of the film, um, you you can see it. And, and that's the way most people have seen that movie is on television or, or uh, video. So that's, that's pretty interesting. But the other thing I'd like to say that a lot of people don't know is that it was co-written uh, by me, and uh, Phil Hartman, which um, which is probably another reason why it's as good as it another is. Another dead movie star. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Phil really is dead. Do you spend a lot of time with Phil? Well, I used to spend lots of time with Phil. Can you uh, still touch yourself when you're dead? Uh, well, I'm really not dead. But do, you, do, you, do you enjoy fucking dead young boys? Well, wait a second. I've never fucked any... Boys, dead or alive. So back to your, back to discussing your your film and TV career. Did you enjoy doing Murphy Brown? I mean, Murphy I, Brown was a lot of fun. I, I mean, Murphy. That was, Murphy Brown that was gave me a comeback of, into that was the one show of your business. Comebacks, really. And yes, I, I, you know, and I, I don't really like to use the word comeback. I, I don't really like to use that. It phrase. must be hard to think about coming back now. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sure. 
But I can't think of that many people from Mur- uh, that many other people from Murphy Brown who've died except the guy who played Eldon. Uh, have you seen him lately? I haven't seen him since I was on that show. So when you, and obviously when you, I haven't seen him lately. When you played Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was that anything like actually being dead? When when you were in that movie, I mean, you didn't obviously play Buffy, but you played a vampire. Uh, were you a vampire? Well, actually, I did play Buffy. I I uh, oh. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't play the uh, the the character. I I played her, but she's she's I, a girl. No, I I uh, I I played her as in I uh, I I did some car tricks on and uh, I actually uh, took a shot off her belly button. No, I I played her as far as I I got some money off of her. Took a shot into her belly button. Oh, kind of not not a in 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 the most upstanding of ways. Oh, and myst- and mystery men was it was it hard to keep the straight face through some of that? Actually, yes, because Ben Stiller is a real funny guy, and and Janine Garofalo, um, and and Hank Azaria here. Oh God, Hank, that Hank, Janine Garofalo, Hanky Panky, as I like to call him. Is it strange seeing her now in the afterlife, Janine Garofalo? Well, when you're tooling around like haunting young boys and stuff. No, actually, she's not dead, and I'm not dead, so I, I'm really trying to follow your. You know, thank th- thank you very much for being with us, Paul Rubin. I don't want to keep you from your eternal rest much longer. So it's Rubens, I'm it's Paul Rubens. Plural. I'm sorry, I'll give you the S. I'll make up for it M- now. Multiple Rubens. It's you know like the sandwiches. It's it's not just one sandwich. It's it's multiple sandwiches. So, so thank you for being with us. I'll, I'll let you get back to your heaven with with. 29 young virgin boys. Um, thank you. I'm going to snuff the candle out now. If you, if you'll, I really don't appreciate these references to boys. If you'll uh, uh, chant with me. I, I'm not chanting. I, the, this is not. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Well, thank you wow. for joining us. That was, that was amazing. That was intense. And can you, you, can you feel the electricity and, and, in the and room? Eric said absolutely nothing the whole time. I what, think he was what, awestruck. What was wrong? Well, I, I I was awestruck actually. I, I I thought it was amazing to have. Many people don't know this, but in the fourth grade, I I was actually in a Pee Wee Herman lookalike contest. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was a big he, he was a big idol of mine at the time. It, did he touch you? No. Oh, okay. Ne- he, neither inappropriate nor <laughs> neither appropriately nor inappropriately. Well, kind of spiritually, maybe. I'm still feeling kind of weird, like he's looking over my shoulder. Or looking straight at you, or straight from across the room. It's it's just it's eerie. I think it's I gotta, because it's because we have a still frame of him on the television. That's totally different. I'm, I'm going to turn on the lights now. So let's wrap this up. St. Patrick's Day, the 17th, the 24th, Sol Invictus, which is a Friday. The 25th, Feast of Fools at Paper Heart, which is a Saturday. That's all we've got on our calendar right now. So, in, inshallah, we'll actually finish the album soon. Yay! I'm, I'm not positive, but I think we have a, not an April date, but a May date at Paisley. Oh, that would be cool. I, yeah, I think you're right. With whom? So, so tho- those With of us. you... Oh, Paisley, right. So, tho- those of you out there who are not my stepbrother, uh, inshallah means God willing. Ah, there you go. Is Polly still listening? I wanted to name drop, name drop my stepbrother because... Because he listens to us religiously, and he's, say, Polly he's, is said, still he's said very nice things. Polly, yeah, Polly, keep keep it up, everybody over there, and and his Absolutely. wife, uh, Becky, my my step sister in law listens as well, but she lives in, in Fort Hood, so. Yeah. But Polly is Polly's in Iraq, and he listens to us every 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 episode. 
Well, Polly, you know, we, we talk about you a lot. I think about you a lot. So keep up the good work. Stay alive. Here's to you. Woot. On that happy note. Talk to you next time. Indeed. Have a good uh, week. Be good. Or have so. Fun. Be good. Have fun. Try not to kill people. And don't do anything that I would. Unless it's Dick Cheney. Remember that. If Are you saying that I would do Dick Cheney? No, no, no. You don't have to kill Dick Cheney. You just just shoot him with birdshot. Yeah, just shoot him. Because that happens all the time. Actually, I asked one of my friends, "What did you do this weekend?" He said, "Ah, oh, went hunting. Shot my friend in the face with some birdshot." I'm like, "Yeah, it happens all the time." Payback is a bitch. All right, out of here. See you later. Psychiatric evaluation.